0: He liked men. He liked men and women. He's French, wasn't he? <laughs>
1: um,
0: hold on. Turn, turn your. Wait, never mind. I just had you turned down. Okay, so I um uh did a lot of research into tetanus. Buddy, let me tell you something there's three ones you
1: don't look up okay the big the big three (laughs) okay tetanus is one of them the other is botulism and rabies those are the big three
0: those are the big three you don't ever want to look those up
1: that's the kevin garnett paul pierce and ray jean rondo of of hypochondria of hypochondria yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah, you don't do that. I would say tetanus is the rabies of bacterial infections. That that sounds to me, in the sense that it makes your body do things that you, that makes you look like you're the lead singer of the Mars Volta.
1: Yeah, it makes you kind of involuntarily Mick Jagger a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Start me up. Yeah. Oh, I got <laughs> locked jaw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ever since Tom got tetanus, his swag levels are off the chart. You walk <laughs> it into a room. The roof.
1: <laughs> man, I, I gotta
0: tell you, he's the only man
1: whose life got better post tetanus. Uh huh. I've been sitting here thinking, and it's like I know for a stone cold fact, I got a tetanus shot before I went to Cuba. But I'm sitting here thinking, damn, what if I didn't though? What if that's just a false, a faulty memory? And now I've got it because I've cut my hands and flood water got in.
0: Uh-huh. What did you learn about it? Well, what I learned that the reason, jaw. <laughs> the reason it gives you... Okay, so first of all, it's a common misconception that you get it from rust. There is nothing inherently about rust that gives you tetanus or lockjaw. It's just that, like, objects that are rusty are commonly... Hanging out in the same environments that tetanus hang out in, like uh, they frequent the same they fr- places. Yeah. <laughs> they go to the same, the same, the same bars. <laughs> <laughs> they frequent the same places and and rub, rub shoulders and such. Yeah. Uh. So that so that's it. It's like it's a bacteria found in soil, in wet, damp places. And part of the reason that it makes you have these spasms, like you can have just insane spasms, like if you go to the Wikipedia page, there's a great painting. I always love those like medical anatomical paintings from like the eighteenth century because they really do capture the essence the horror of the of, infection. Of, of, the, of the disease uh, but that painting is excellent i mean you can you can imagine. The painter and his boys, like you can imagine, when that dropped, they were like, "Yo, pump Dillion the third or whatever." His new bro, depiction of,
1: <laughs> bro, he he went off on that one.
0: <laughs> off on that, yeah, uh, because that's an art. Being able to capture my man was in a room with a person suffering, and was just <laughs> rendering it as realistically as possible. Yeah,
1: I wonder what lockjaw actually feels like.
0: Um, well, so the thing is, like, you have like spasms and stuff, and you can have them so hard that they can break your bones and tear your muscles.
1: Kind of like the new Suspiria. Yeah. Did you watch that? No, I hate. I hated that one. She was all contorted and yeah.
0: I never saw the new one. I did see the original. The the message of which is truly uh you must dance like no one is watching. That is. <laughs> yeah. That is what the plot and message of Suspiria is. You must That's always That's what
1: Argento's try to get through. Yeah,
0: you must always dance like no one's watching. Yeah. Uh, uh the the reason you have those spasms with tetanus though is because so the bacteria, much like rabies, the rabies virus goes after the central nervous system and it blocks your body's ability to produce like GABA and some of these other uh, proteins and stuff that mm-hmm. that at all other moments like keep your muscles... Um, I don't firing know. on all cylinders, right, right, or like even just regulated at a state of rest. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that your your central nervous system isn't sending sig like electrical signals to your muscles and saying move. Yeah. They have to be regulated under some sort of system where you can just sit there and be chill, be yeah. relaxed. We had to evolve the ability to be chill. It was not something that we were just innately. It was an uphill battle over several (laughs) millennia. (laughs) I'm learning it right now. It's hard enough for me just right now learning to be chill. Yeah, maybe that is. Everybody, I mean, much is said about
1: the age of anxiety, that phrase, and the sort of shared collective, um, yeah, anxiety that we feel. But it's like we came out of the primordial ooze kind of uh, ball of nerves. Mm-hmm. and had to evolve to actually be somewhat chill, and now we're reverting. We're going back to those, man.
0: We are. We are. We're losing our ability to be chill. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Honestly. So anyway,
1: I need to know more. So what's the mortality rate of...
0: Uh, it's like 10% or something.
1: Like, But it's because it's bacterial, because you could probably use antibiotics to
0: combat it, yeah. I guess so. I guess they give you... Di- Medication diazepam and marthocarbamol or methocarbamol. Sorry,
1: diazepam is anticonvulsant, right?
0: It's it is, yeah, a
1: benzo, right? It is, yeah. What is that? Is that clonopin?
0: Like, yeah, clonopin is usually Adabin, diazepam. Yeah, um, and methocarbamol is a muscle relaxer. Uh, is a medication used for short-term musculoskeletal pain. It may be used together with rest, physical therapy, and pain medication. It is less preferred in low back pain. Wow. You imagine the guy going to rehab and he's like, what do you in
1: everybody's been in like car accidents and stuff? It's like, lockjaw. Lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: one of the classic,
1: one of the big three infections.
0: Uh-huh. Wow. It is really a crazy disease. Um, it's it like rabies. Like the time from which you catch it to the time that you start exhibiting symptoms
1: is of the essence.
0: Is of the essence. It 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 marks the time that it takes the bacteria, like the wound that you get. It it marks the time it takes. Until it gets to the central nervous system, yeah. Um, so it depends. That's what—that's the hallmark
1: of the big three.
0: That's the hallmark.
1: <laughs> is the, you, there's a countdown
0: that starts from the moment you come in contact <laughs> with it? It is interesting to think about that. Like our specific anxiety around the big three is that there is a countdown. <laughs> the final countdown. Yeah, there's some that you can just kind of put off for a while.
1: (laughs) You know? uh, I'm just trying to think what comes to mind. There's some things you you can't put off for a while.
0: You can put off cancer for a little longer than you would expect. For a little bit. (laughs) Uh...
1: I'm just, Certain types I'm just, of viral hepatitis or long suffering, but <laughs> for the most part, yeah, you want to be a little prompt, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess with most bad things, yeah, there's a countdown. I mean, but but with but rabies and tetanus, it feels a little more. It just feels dramatic because, like, we've all seen the movies and stuff, like you know. You get a, a nick on your finger or something, and you kind of wave it off, and there's just nothing. Like, you know, you would suspect nothing. But then it was ominous if he had only known that little thing. It's kind of like the Spider Man thing. Like him getting bit by the spider. Yeah. That was a yeah. very. That was the thing with Spider Man. Like, the origin story. Like, what the fuck? Was there? There's the origin story of Spider Man. Was very much like my man was infected with a pathogen. Yeah, he got. He was in a lab. He was kind of like the co the original COVID patient zero. He was in one of those COVID like bio labs in Ukraine, and you know, just got just got tagged. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you a question. Is there any? I mean. Is there any disease you could contract where, like, some cool things happen to you?
0: Interesting. Without something,
1: question. I mean, like, it's kind it'd probably be kind of cool to, like, have the involuntary ejaculations of rabies uh-huh. until
0: for about. An
1: hour that would be
0: tough, yeah. After the first two, <laughs> at the first two, you'd be like, All right, <laughs> and then the next, <laughs> yeah. and then the next 5,000, gonna... <laughs> yeah, and you're like,
1: <laughs> Dude, you just go out of the world, stark raving mad, busting nuts, and foaming at the mouth. Like, rabies is the king of the big three, yeah. Let's be clear, he, he's the Kevin Garnett, of the he
0: universe. is, he's the, yeah, you're right. I mean, um. But, like, obviously, like, one of the earliest symptoms of tetanus is, like, and I'm sorry to tell you this because you, you'll, I know you'll put, like, you know, some men have the spank bank. I have, like, the hypochondria bank. Like, I ha- I take a statistic or a fact about a disease and I file it away <laughs> in, like, a cabinet. That I And I immediately go to it, you know, like, when I. All right. So, one of the first symptoms of tetanus is, Um, high blood pressure, fast heart rate, trouble swallowing, headache, sweating, fever. And, like, I was laying in bed, and we had helped Michella clean out their parents' place, and I got covered in just shit, man. Like, it is just shit. It's, it's literal shit. (laughs) Like, septic tanks. And, um dude i was thinking about this uh, well so so yeah so anyways i freaked myself out that i had tetanus like laying in bed later that night my heart did one of those weird like
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah! Like when you've eaten like a big salty meal and yeah, skips he, a beat. yeah.
0: my heart my, my heart was doing like nick cannon and Drumline, like <laughs> oh,
1: oh
0: boy and i was like yeah okay i've I got tetanus today. That's all there is. There all. That's all there is to it. I've got that's, about. <laughs> I, now, now the count. The countdown starts. <laughs> so I went to the doctor and I asked him to give me the floodwater special. Right? You get. You get a tetanus combo, shot. Hepatitis. You get... <laughs> and, yeah, tetanus
1: shot. <laughs> give me the give me the com the number one combo. <laughs>
0: Number one combo. <laughs> we'll i will take never, the tetanus and Hep A. <laughs> I went. I
1: did, dude. I went in there one time. I was such a epicondrik. I went to get. Uh, I think it's when that hepatitis A outbreak happened because when I went to Cuba, I got the first one, and then like you gotta wait like six months then you get the second, the booster. Uh huh. And then you're good. You know, you get the booster like any time afterward but i never went got the booster and then that hepatitis a outbreak happened a couple years ago and i was like nah i ate enough too much fast food to to not to skip on this you know
0: damn i got terrible news for you the hep a vaccine is only good for six months i believe i hate to tell you this i hate to tell you this on the air but folks you've just witnessed the beginning of a final countdown (laughs) oh god (laughs) This show yeah. needs, we need a segment where one of us gets each other with a final countdown hypochondria scenario, and then in the top right corner of the screen, it's like a set of numbers appears, and it becomes like 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Will these guys
1: get the, the correct prophylaxis in time? <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. Oh, that's great news. <laughs> Anyway, I went in there and I was like, "Well, hell, this is like a buffet of vaccines." And it's like the pneumonia <laughs> vaccines only offered to 65 and older. It's like I don't want vaccine I don't want pneumonia at fucking. I guess I was like 32 then. I was like, oh. "I don't want pneumonia at 32. Why don't you? Why don't you just give it to everybody?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's did it. I was like, "No, no, here." <laughs> well, they they <laughs> talked me down, and then I was like. You know, I was just outside the HPV vaccine range, and now they've extended that. And then the doctor looked at me like, "Son, uh huh,
0: <laughs>
1: you've probably been exposed to most strains by now." <laughs> you're, you're, and if you have, and if you haven't, I feel sorry for you, you fucking pussy. <laughs> so I basically just got turned down for a lot of vaccines, and then Damn. finally, finally Her- settled on a combo of. <laughs> Tetanus was just de rigueur. Uh,
0: hepatitis A. You have to be able to make a good enough case. You know, it's like getting any drug. You have to be able to make a good enough case to your yeah. doctor. I think I ended up getting hepatitis A. I got,
1: uh, uh, oh, I got, uh, fuck, what was it? Typhus? Typhoid. Typhus. Ah, yes. Yeah. That is... Typhus is knocking on the big three's door. That's like the little brother of the big three. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't see him around much, but he's still out there lurking in water systems and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I got that, and that vaccine is interesting because it's not a vaccine at all, but like a series of pills you have to take over the course of like 14 days.
0: Well, you know, I was just thinking about this. Like, honestly, it is really a testament to the staying power of rabies, that it can hang around when like surely rabies incidences have to be decreasing like humans interfacing with the natural world be- becomes less and less so fewer and fewer people you would imagine are getting bit by rabbit by animals rabbit animal, yeah. now and the fact that rabies is still able to hold on like that is a testament to how powerful and clever it is you know what i mean like it's 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 adapted through all kinds of challenges and obstacles, and it's still out there, giving you the most. <laughs> still fucking up at least two or three people in this country a year, right? Just enough to just say, still the king. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like there is a whole rabid subculture that we don't even know about in the animal ki- in the animal kingdom. You know? Yeah. Like they ha they they hang out at bars. They hang out at the same bars. Like, rabid animals hang out at the same bars that Rusty Nails do and Tetanus. Yeah. It's all the yeah. same, you know. Well, it seems
1: spot. like botulism, the, the, the other of the big three, is... Uh, well, I mean... I don't know we, anything I mean, about botulism. Is
0: that food poisoning?
1: Botulism's from the dirt, so usually people that get it get it from, like, improper canning or, like... You know like you, you know oh. like when when uh, jarring vegetables and stuff came into vogue a couple of years ago with the all-star crowd <laughs> yeah well <laughs> the whole like step where you have to like boil your glasses and stuff and then like all that that's an important step you shouldn't skip because
0: modulism likes to hang out in in mason jars it too is you all y-all-star it's are right. <laughs> right right, right.
1: how do y'all <laughs> Yeah, it just yeah, hanging out and hanging out in your pickled corn and pickled cabbage and whatever else you're pickling these days. Uh huh. The last time I ever heard of somebody getting botulism was from an improperly canned jar of nacho cheese at a movie theater in Cal- or maybe it was a
0: gas station in California. Man, you hate to go out like that. You would think like a cool way to go out with botulism would be like you're on. An Arctic expedition in 1842, like that's yeah. a cool way to go out on botulism. So. Not going, not not on a can of queso, <laughs> nacho, nacho rico, <laughs> rico from <laughs> fucking uh, the Cinemark three. Uh-huh. This Watching is what those, minions. Yeah, this is like what those trad guys really are mad about. They're mad about like that we've created a world. So stupid that you can go out on nacho cheese now, which yeah. I'm mad about that too. Yeah, I mean, dude, I I. So yeah, so I got the shot. I had to get the shots. They made like they were like, if you touched any of that shit, yo, that shit that just washed through town and covered everything. Yeah, if you touched any of that? Come see us. Yeah. Uh, so like I I did that and there's a big line out the door at mchc and all of mchc is wrecked on the inside dude that shit is fucked up
1: so this looks like a <laughs> like a field hospital in mogadishu
0: right now or something <laughs> i mean I, I, yes i mean it is absolutely beyond belief it's yeah. absolutely beyond belief every day you think you've finally got a hold on it like kind of got the reins on it and every day you're encountered with an an entirely new uh anecdote thing i don't know it is just anyways they had all, all the people lined up in front of mchc and like i don't know why i never really thought of this but like usually yeah you think that like not very many of us see other people get shots that's usually something that occurs behind like a curtain or closed door or something like you see it i guess when you go donate blood
1: i gotta tell you
0: there's something refreshingly socialist about it though no i mean it was kind of interesting yes it was uh you know a long line of people and you know they just have these big ass fucking needles with the like plungers in the the circles on each side of those two fingers where they can just stick your ass and fucking shoot it in there. Yeah. It's yeah. like it really is it just like Alright,
1: man. <laughs> and then they give everybody the same vaccine from the same one. <laughs> <laughs> That seems that, uh they
0: suck <laughs> they reuse the needle of like yeah. four or five people. Like.
1: Yeah, now it's like, yeah, yeah, we came here now we don't have to worry about hepatitis A. It's hepatitis B we have to worry about now.
0: Oh no! Trust me, there's no shortage of single-use anything. There's no shortage of single-use plastic. I've been thinking recently as of like North America as like a human, right? Like a person, and like the shit it eats, just like us, and drinks, eventually gets like shit and pissed back out, like in in this case in the Gulf, and (laughs) just like. Just, like, the the particular load working its way through the, its, like, digestive tract, like, down the Kentucky, down the Ohio, into the Mississippi, just, like, working its way down. Like, you've got, like, that hundreds of thousands of gallons of gasoline. Um, uh, uh, you've got propane, fertilizers. A new one that I didn't think of today until I walked into a back... I hadn't thought of yet until I walked into a back room in neon, and there was just fucking paint everywhere. I was like, oh, yeah, paint. I I, I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every chemical you can imagine is like, and not to mention, not just that, but like coal slurry, lots of dead animals and like bacteria that gets kicked up from, you know, deep in the soil and everything. Like, just been passed through and i mean no wonder there's like a dead zone in the gulf right like it is insane like the degree like the astonishing level of ecological destruction is something that is is hard to wrap your fucking mind around
1: dude i was thinking about this you know that graphic that gets passed around from time to time i think it's like from an old like issue of popular mechanics or something where they're Like telling people how to like safely dispose of like leftover motor oil. It's like bury it in the ground with like a post hole (laughs) diggers. And it's like, we don't understand how like, there was just decades in America in the 50s and 40s and 60s (laughs) where like everybody in America just did that. Uh, Changed their own oil to their like Chevy Novas in the driveway and then just went out with post hole diggers, put mm-hmm. all in there, just stuck all these. Like America is one huge
0: brownfield. I all. mean, tr- dude, it really and truly is. And yeah. not just that, like, there's a whole other a- aspect of it that really depresses me that I don't remember if I m- <clears throat> mentioned on the last time we recorded because, like, a lot has happened between since now and then. But uh, something that is incredibly depressing. Is the amount of single use plastic like water bottles and stuff like this is necessary people need it because they don't have water systems like a neon and stuff like they 're not going to have their water turned back on for like two or three months they're saying mm-hmm. and so like they need water of some kind, but it's at this it's jarring to see all that plastic and like realize that like this happened because of fossil fuel extraction right like it's like yeah. it's a it's just an example of how we just dig ourselves even deeper with each new one with each new yeah. disaster we, it's just there's no there's no stopping it there's no just saying like uh, there's no you know just saying like can't we put a pause on all this like isn't what well, isn't this like a revolution in and of itself the whole place is fucking destroyed like massive loss of life massive loss of property and and all this like isn't this in and of itself kind of like a revolution couldn't we stop and say maybe we should do things differently but yeah. no i mean perhaps you, you we should have st- left that fossil plankton in the ground for- you see you see how you see how quickly the things start spinning into action that try to get things back to normal it's like yeah. It's why they immediately start talking about looters. It's why, like, you know, uh, it's why they talk about like rebuilding, even though they don't mean it. They're not going to build free housing for anybody or any, or you know, like six
1: months into COVID, they started saying weird shit like human capital stock. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if 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 things keep humming on along and like and like start drifting toward revolution or at least something changing. People start the capitalists start talking funny. And then their mask slips a little bit, they start saying weird shit like you know, again, the human capital stock and stuff like that. They start talking about you like you're just a herd of steer or somewhere. Mm -hmm.
0: Which is how they talk about you all the time. It's (laughs) It's just that like meetings, yeah. Yeah, they have to start saying it in public to kind of like water the fascist plants, you know what I mean? Right, right. right. But I I mean, it's. uh, I don't know. I don't know what the larger thought is there. It's just a really astonishing thing to watch everything scramble back into an attempt at normality. And by that I mean, like, nobody addressing. Like, there's not been. I don't know. I feel like every day I search for updates. on Google and stuff and in the last two or three days I've not really hold a whole lot, heard a whole lot other than like stuff like our friend Katie Myers who reports yeah. stuff but other than that, like I don't know there was the New York Times article about your your nephew. <laughs> that was like yesterday and that yeah. was good yeah. um, but I, I hadn't really even honestly <clears throat> I hadn't even really been reading a whole lot of that or any news at all. Up until about like two days ago, when I was talking to you and you were telling me about Nancy Pelosi (laughs) going to Taiwan,
1: you just (laughs) you you were out there in the flood (laughs) ravages and just missed that. I was like, I better tell him. That seems like something he would have heard by now.
0: I mean, it's it's like I told you, and and I hate to you hate to sound like alarmist or whatever, but dude, I'm not alarmist. I'm fucking zen, man look at my hand you can't tell but it's not shaking
1: yeah, for those at home this man is <laughs> i mean still 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 i mean
0: yeah yeah he
1: could operate heavy machinery i could
0: <laughs> um no i don't know it's uh it's like it's just an example of how it's of how something happens and you can so easily see how it could be a totally different way Mm-hmm. Um well I mean like what like we were talking about the other day. Like people getting mad about people like double dipping in supply distro centers, like getting out of line and getting back in line. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like, yes, okay, that's that is selfish behavior if you're taking stuff away from other people. But the name of the game here is survival. And that's yeah. the fucking rules that you all agreed upon. That when you you know, when capitalism became embodied in everything, the thing is that it all became surviving. About it an individual's need to survive. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? I mean you you don't want to do planning. There's no fucking planning or coordination to any of this. It's just all of the minute. Uh like what I mean, it's it's just um but, well, what what happens, and we talked about this a little bit the other day,
1: just between me and you, but it feels like what happens is people want a result, and this is perfectly warranted, but people want a result that the current system we choose to live under cannot provide. Right? Yeah. Like, we want all these ends, but we think that, like, Appalachia Strong can get it and, like, all these other things where we basically assume that the 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 generosity of our overlords uh-huh. is what's, it can provide for us, yep or will provide for us or something, and it's just not the case. What the overlords want is for us to get back to normal get back to work and um it's interesting because what we want is we want for all all of our homes and businesses and everything to be repaired and cleaned and in good working order, and we want like functioning. Infrastructure and all this kind of stuff, but the current system cannot give that to us because Eastern Kentucky was set up as essentially a work colony with rickety infrastructure. I mean, you, I mean, you were talking about like, man, we like I've called like those shotgun houses in places like Heyman and stuff, rickety infrastructure for years, but compared to like newer builds, it's like a whole different deal. Uh huh. Anyway, what I was getting at is like what everybody wants is they want. Uh, you know, again, homes and businesses and everything to be cleaned out and get back up and running, and all that kind of stuff. But here's the sobering thing to me, and that I what I've, I was talking to my friend Pete the other day about this. It's like, you know, if like say you're a small business owner, I mean, you talked about this a little bit the other day. Let's yeah. say you're a small business owner and you get your like flood check, like your insurance check and all that stuff. It's almost like a get out of jail free card from like like probably years of toiling away at a small business that was like not, you know, was it was either barely making ends meet or not making ends meet or right. just kind of operating at a loss or whatever. It's like a lot of people are not going to be kicking down the door to go back to a place and just like live that kind of precarious life again. But like, that's what we've sold a generation of people where we're from, where yeah. we're at on. It's like Dude. entrepreneurship and starting small, but that's the way that rising tide is going to lift all boats and well, the rising tide came, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> wasn't no boats lifted. And uh, it it makes me mad. It doesn't make me mad because anybody went and like, you know, started a small business or whatever. Like right, like I mean, we've got our own qualms about that more broadly. But like that doesn't make me mad. That is a perfectly rational thing people would like to do in communities. Like I just want to move back home and open up whatever restaurant, a shop, whatever it is. What makes me mad is that powerful people that were able to get everything of value out of the ground and out of the hills and everything. Sold people on this horseshit dream. Vis a vis things like the SOAR initiative and so forth.
0: Well while well, all the while like all the while like cutting as many corners, like killing as many fucking coal miners in the process, like destroying as many fucking streams. Like basically in their end game Convinced people that uh, that I don't know, communists were your enemy. I don't know the environmentalists. I, g- I guess that was their. Yeah, message, well, not but.
1: even communists or anything. They probably don't even. Th- <laughs> I, they, I'm but like like progressives <laughs> or whatever. Like any progressive that was like sort of. I mean, I hate to say that, but I'm just saying that as a catch off for, well, for anybody left of center that was that w- had they, criticisms of that way of
0: being they they convinced like an entire generation that it was in their interest to destroy this place that it was actually a a, an advantage and that if we listen to the people who were worried about that Then you were basically committing sacrilege. A traitor. A traitor. uh, Yeah, committing sacrilege against your neighbors. Yes, exactly. It's it's
1: emasculating to be concerned about ecological problems. That is like the big subtext they sold. There's something pussy about being concerned that it, oh, floods are getting a little more, storms are a little more devastating than they have been. You know, like, I got questions
0: about this. Oh, well, you're a pussy then. Yeah. I mean, it is I understand. I mean it is completely fucking absurd if bills are due, you've got to put food on the table and you can't go to work because of like a fucking salamander or something. Like I understand that. Right, right. That's, well
1: I'm not even talking but, about like, you know, we uh,
0: no, like as a polit- as a political project, as like an undergirding idea of a movement like the Friends of Cold movement. Mm then yes that is when it becomes completely ridiculous because at a communal level we should want to protect our community we should want to protect the ecosystem you know we should uh you know we should have those values those are values that i think we should have that like a good society would have one that isn't sick to its fucking core i mean like i know it sounds fucking cheesy And, like, lame, but I really am an environmentalist. It really causes me an immense amount of distress thinking about this, about how much damage we do to North America. You know, that's just because I live here, but the world at large.
1: (laughs) North America, where I live. (laughs) That's what I'm starting to tell people. When they ask me where I'm from, I'm going to say the most general thing in the world.
0: You know, North America. (laughs) More, You know, the Americas. (laughs)
1: I think I know where I was going with that. I, I Basically, a lot of this, and again, very much too soon to tell. And also, I mean, you and I are both working. I'm trying not to be so negative and backbiting and gossipy. But there is one <laughs> hard line that we can draw, okay? It's, like you, it's like, like you were talking about D the other day. What did you say? that
0: The unfortunate thing is that you've... You'll <laughs> you, have to... Have to raise my estimation of some people. <laughs>
1: right, right, right.
0: Yeah, I mean, no. This comes at a weird time in my life that I'm trying to uh, improve some of my own behaviors, and I don't know. Like, you just get stuck in cycles uh, in life. Yeah. Um, you know, like addiction or any of these other things, and you like set out to break them. And I guess maybe it's because this natural disaster lines up with an attempt of me trying to make some of those changes in my life that it feels like, oh, you could just reach out and, uh, with enough people try to, I don't know, break a, a cycle of some kind, uh, but it's weird, it's like it's like you were saying the other day, like, Soar is dead. Like, yeah, th- it's,
1: uh, one f- in one fell swoop, their whole theory of change has been decimated.
0: It's all, yes, uh, immediately. Yeah. The whole thing was predicated on, like, small business incubation and innovation. I mean, I guess Pikeville didn't get hit very hard in this flood and pikeville is kind of the center of that whole scene of the whole mm-hmm. sore scene but pikeville has experienced flooding in the past they did move an entire mountain to make to try to make sure it never happened again uh and so right. far they've been pretty good <laughs> at it i guess it really was a pretty good effective remedy to the situation of flooding in pikeville yeah but like some of these more out of the way places that aren't on the way to anywhere, where commerce isn't like done that, like coal basically reigns supreme, and now
1: where ZZ Top will never play. <laughs> ZZ Top's playing there this fall. I don't have to go check that out. <laughs> See if they've still got it without Dusty
0: Hill. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I mean, like that's this is just a lot of those places. The dream that they were trying to sell to people of a creative class, of a rejuvenation for the region. Which, let's be be
1: clear, was sort of a dead idea to begin with. I mean, for any time anybody might say to us, uh, communism's a dead idea, socialism's a dead idea. Well,
0: there's merits to that argument. Join the club. (laughs) (laughs) Your idea has now been also thrown on the trash heap.
1: Yeah, at least mine's still got legs to some degree. (laughs) Again, what it's done is it's created a situation whereby, you know, if I'm thinking about taking a chance on a small business in a place like Eastern Kentucky and I'm going to have to raise all this capital and my margins are already going to be razor thin because I'm already dealing with a couple of things that are working against you. Let's just say restaurants in particular because I know that business. Bars, restaurants, hospitality. You got chronic depopulation. That's <laughs> that's already bad enough. Yeah. Especially in the hospitality business. You need people. And you got razor sharp fins, you got all these antiquated laws that say you gotta sell this, that, and the third. You can only sell this much alcohol and only during this times and whatever, whatever. So you've you've got the deck stacked against you already, you know why would i say okay well yeah i'll just kick back up here and continue to just kind of barely make it you know what i mean like that's going to be a tough sell for anybody so i'm wondering how they pivot
0: you know what i mean yeah i mean i've been wondering the same and now on
1: top of that if i get a restaurant i'm gonna have to carry like financially prohibitive flood and
0: natural disaster insurance right Yeah, and a lot of these buildings are already pretty old, and so the infrastructure itself isn't looking too great now as well. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just we just need a radically different society. Like, not just a communist one with, like, a state bureaucracy that, like, tells people where to go and takes care of them if something disastrous like this happens or something like that, but also one that values freedom of movement, uh, care for the environment, you know what I mean? That ha- like, it has an entirely different value system, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. a true social revolution, like, a new human... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, something that's, like, also that's not dogmatic while also borrowing from the best of all these traditions that we're talking about here. Like, uh-huh. how do you create something new in the face of, you know, a situation like this, you know? It's an open question.
0: It is. I mean, like, it's just weird, because, like, I was talking with this. Um, I was talking with Nicole about this the other night. Like, when you're doing mutual aid which I've been doing some of people, you know, you can kind of get like a knee jerk. Like we all have these things programmed. in. I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to be admitting this in public, but at the same time, like I would imagine that a lot of people also feel this way. Sometimes if we've been raised in American society in a certain kind of culture or community, like, you kind of sometimes have like a knee-jerk fear or paranoia. Like we have all these supplies, we have this money, like, oh, fuck. Like, what if they robbed me? Like, what if they, you know, like, oh, like whatever. But then you're like, well, it's theirs anyways. This stuff is there for people who need it. And it's, it's like it can't be stolen if it's not yours. If it belongs to the community, it is not something that can be stolen. There is no crime there. Being committed, You're yeah. Being yeah, committed, yeah. exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like that is an, an, a very interesting. And I and I don't know. Maybe people are listening to this and, and are like, "I lived in a co-op in college, bro. Like I had this realization a long time ago." <laughs> but I, I mean,
1: I yeah. Did not... <laughs> but we're talking about living good, not just living off like undersized root vegetables that you got in the garden <laughs> <And I> at night. <laughs> Listen, that's no that's no slander to my anarchist buddies, because I think there's a lot of merit to those ideas. I do. It's just I'm too big of an eater to be an anarchist. You know oh, what I
0: mean? I, I, this whole experience has completely dispelled any remaining like interest or curiosity I had about anarchy, like anarchism. <laughs> as I'm sorry, I just I I cannot understand why there are not systems that have a hierarchical structure earner and are able to use the technology we have to coordinate and distribute and respond to need. And this, I mean it, but no, what yeah, happens there, is you yeah. go into one of these distribution centers and like everyone's screaming at each other. There's no organization, any of it. People are paranoid. Like there's rumors that go around. Like there's no one running the show. Yeah. You need communism, man.
1: Yeah, you gotta have. yeah, there has to be some structure there, you know. And whether you're a statist or not or whatever, you yeah, I mean it's hard to dispel the fact that there is benefit in having some sort of structure and systems in place. You know Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that because like maybe that's a simplistic way of thinking about it. Maybe under anarchism, I hate even having this conversation, but it's just that when you experience something like this, you see the potential for other ways. Of political economy and other ways of, uh, you know, like social distribution, social building, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, yeah. you have these thoughts. And so, I don't know, maybe under something like anarchism or syndicalism, whatever, there is a central administrative agency that does take care of this stuff. And I'm just not. Yeah, maybe there's things that, I mean, we're yeah. being facetious. I think, but. yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I think what I'm actually describing <clears throat> is. A society in which capitalism has eroded all of the social relations that a lot of us would normally have, like, the way to ha- to, to actually act that out on our values and everything. It's eroded all those connections between us and has encouraged us all to be as competitive and individualistic as possible. And not only that, but, like, cynical because of the way we, like... Pay attention to how others live their lives on social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it has eroded that sense of community, so that when people do try to get together to help out in in situations like this, it just completely devolves into chaos. I mean, I think well, that's actually what we're describing, rather than well, like this isn't the, this isn't anything approaching what anarchy probably.
1: Well, and the other wrinkle too that it's that you encounter in a place is tight knit and close, where everybody knows each other like ours is. Old beefs are either, like, deaded, because, again, your estimation of people (laughs) raises in a crisis, and then on the other hand, some of those things, some of the people that you suspected were shit, your suspicions get confirmed, you know what I Uh mean? (laughs) So.
0: I mean, it has been a very fascinating, just at the micro-sociological level, it has been fascinating to... Find yourself next to somebody who just yesterday, you know, you considered an enemy or something like that. Just because of some petty bullshit. Because you you don't even remember what you were mad about. Yeah. Um, But I was at the electrocentral Central distribution thing for two days. Just trying to understand it. Like, working at it and also trying to gain, like, a comprehensive, like, mental portrait of how it worked. And at one point I looked up and... I see coming through the door, like, the most menacing crew of geriatrics, like, you've ever seen in your life. Like, literally three... The big three! The the big three Grim (laughs) Reapers. Listen, (laughs) locally, we have another big three. The big three plutocrats. (laughs) Local plutocrats. Yeah, the big three plutocrats, who are, like, average age between them has got to be, like, 87?
1: (laughs) being generous. There's two guys in their 90s in this, so...
0: Uh-huh. 87 is probably right that's probably the average age. yeah Hal Rogers um Hal Rogers was one of them and I, yeah again I look up and like I'm literally face to face with Hal Rogers and it's like hey man <laughs> uh, did you squash that man with Hal Rogers? hey man hey listen no I didn't but what I wanted to ask him was like didn't you wasn't your whole thing flood walls isn't that what you fucking spent billions of dollars of pork on? Fucking flood walls? I mean, they created jobs and whatever. I mean, that's the thing you're supposed to give Hal Rogers credit for. Even though he's like an insane psychopath, people are like, he at least created jobs through flood walls. Well, it's like, okay, well. well. well
1: maybe he should have kept, <laughs> stuck, stuck it back in the oven for a little while longer.
0: Because what he did build clearly didn't work in some places. Uh-huh. But that is very... The the irony of that is really wild. Like, he's the flood wall guy, and he's, like, yeah. touring, like, this flood-ravaged facility.
1: No, well, it's the irony of being, like... Uh, what is the other thing he gets credit for? Like, the cleanup? What they call that?
0: Pride. Kentucky Pride. Pride. Yeah. When he
1: did the, like the cleanup, <laughs> where, like, they gave, like, federal dollars away for people to, like, go and clean up their communities, pick trash out of the creeks and all that stuff. And I will... I mean, I won't give him any credit for it. I'll give the people that really invested in that. The the place I grew up at was so. I mean, you ask Ada or anybody that grew up here like in the 80s and early 90s, like this place was like had trash every fucking uh-huh. day. And then, like, we got, you know, more reliable garbage and all this kind of stuff, recycling. And you got whatever. Kentucky Pride. And you got Kentucky Pride, you know? But, uh, yeah, but it is the great irony of the Pride and Flood Wall guys now presiding over at age 117. Uh-huh. And a bona fide ecological disaster that I saw somebody call the worst, most deadly flash flood event we've had in this country since the
0: mid-70s. Since the 70s? Yeah, I saw that. And they called it a tropical storm. This is yeah. This has been the rainiest, wettest summer I have ever experienced in my life. Not just here, but in my life. Like this is well, I mean, I'm from the desert, so every as soon as I bar
1: is low. (laughs) As
0: soon as I moved out of Texas, every summer was the wettest summer of my life. Oh, dude, when I lived Uh, in Las Vegas,
1: if it like was drizzled for an hour, people were scrambling around talking about, "Can you believe that uh, that happened today?" (laughs) It's like, what are you talking about? First day I moved to Vegas, we t- it drizzled a little bit. I was just like, well, it just drizzles. But the people, I mean, it might as well have been a goddamn hurricane.
0: Now, I read, like, a science post about what it was. It was it, it's, They call it, like, training thunderstorms. And it was just a stationary front that just did not budge and just pounded the Kentucky River watershed with, like, 16 inches. Um, just, it just kept, like, cycling back into itself. It couldn't move on. <clears throat> Someone suggested <laughs> Hey just
1: like a lot of y'all's like a lot of y'all's ex boyfriends just couldn't move
0: on. <laughs> Someone suggested to me that it could have been like bio it could have been a uh, what do they call that? Like weather engineering thing. Oh yeah, what did he call it? The blue light or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Um I appreciated that. I appreciated that. Because like because like it's almost too cruel not to be. Honestly. I know. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to remember what Kentucky Pride stands for. It stands for personal responsibility in a desirable oh, environment. Oh. <laughs> and like all that shit, they cleaned up, dude. Like every every dude, time to kick Pride back up again, Hal. <laughs> dude, that is crazy. Like. Hal Rogers' two biggest things: Kentucky pride and Operation Unite. Each what of was them predicated
1: an acronym, too.
0: Yeah, unlawful narcotics investigations task uh, t- uh, training and enforcement training and like enforcement. That? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, but both of them were predicated on the idea of creating a quote unquote respectable environment was that what it was uh or like it, it was what it was was it, it was like instilling responsibility for a desirable environment that's what it is desirable yeah. environment
1: yeah the end result is base completely suspicious of your neighbor's And while you're out there narking on your neighbors, maybe pick up some cans out of the creek.
0: (laughs) Dude, it really is fucking crazy to think about because, like, how Roger's whole fucking thing was trying to create Eastern Kentucky, trying to make it a desirable environment for business, right? right? For large flows of capital, like new manufacturing and healthcare and stuff like that. And so to get people to actually invest in that, none of which of it ever fucking paid off they had pride eliminating uh the signs of poverty the trash problem yeah Yeah, eliminating the signs of poverty from the roads and in the the environment and then eliminating the signs of poverty from the social environment you know what i'm saying yeah like drug users basically it's just and and now to see like where we stand like he's on his dude he just hit like his 40th year in office like this year he's this is the end of his career and like and it's like might as well be 1978 again <laughs> exactly 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 dude um i mean well i don't know the police are still out there trying to create a desirable <laughs> social environment
1: <laughs> by, yeah, by curbing uh the illegal trade of water damaged goods that are pilfered <laughs> from <laughs> the affluence garages garages <laughs> Oh, yeah. Man. That shit still pisses me off. Think about. It. Well, it's um now they're towing those vehicles, didn't you say?
0: They towed these vehicles from downtown Whitesburg that had been flooded. Not drivable. Uh right, not drivable. And they did notify the owners and they said it was because the National Guard was gonna bring in or I don't I don't even think they said the National Guard. They said someone was gonna bring these pop up showers. Those yeah. never materialized. Uh, dude, yeah. this is a fucking farce. It is all so fucking farcical. I mean, the fact that Joe Brandon is now coming is the farcical uh, fucking we cherry talk about that. on top.
1: Joe Brandon coming to Whitesburg Monday. Uh, <laughs> that's the rumor. He's coming to Eastern
0: Kentucky, they say, but my East- hunch is
1: that he will make a trip to Whitesburg.
0: Eastern Kentucky is on Brandon watch. Dude, this is the first time he's left D.C. since he got COVID. Dude,
1: wouldn't it be amazing? Just follow me for a second. It wouldn't be amazing. It would be it would just be par for the damn course. These people that have like, you know, given their lives to the coal industry and everything else and had this misfortune of this happening to them. Now <laughs> Joe Brandon, none other than Joe Brandon, is patient zero for a new <laughs> like a new just run
0: outbreak of COVID in the region. <laughs> I liked the uh I liked what we were working with last night. I like the idea that I, I'm really bummed they didn't send Kamala out to be the face of this. Like that is a huge fucking bummer. But I do like the idea of her going rogue, like AWOL, and like setting like herself Kurt's in apocalypse <laughs> Set- now. <laughs> setting herself up in some fucked up Lord Jim. Like Colonel Court Kurtz situation. Yeah. And like <laughs> Joe Biden riding in the Kentucky up river, of the Kentucky on a John <laughs>
1: boat in a damn John boat.
0: <laughs> Trying to find Kamla.
1: Just <laughs> like say, hey, you think we can <laughs> somebody tweeted this at me. It's like, he gets off the chopper and says, Take me to that house that looks like a goose. <laughs> 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 he's looking for Kamala, and he says <laughs> Yeah, he's like uh yeah, you think while we're at look for Kamala, we can stop that house? That looks like a goose.
0: <laughs> Just finding com- Kamala, and she's yeah, rubbing a sponge over her bald head.
1: Just-, <laughs> <laughs> Just several like minions that have been living off the grid, have never voted or anything. Right. Just oh man, ah. I'm very much looking forward to the next episode after we can report conclusively on uh,
0: the results of Brandon Watch. I mean, him coming here, again, it is the biggest farce. It's just another... I don't know. I mean, it, it is interesting. It's certainly interesting. I don't know the last time a, a sitting president came to the to Eastern Kentucky... Since, like, it's I think Clinton. Clinton in the 90s.
1: Did Bush ever come? Did Bush ever no, come? No, Bush never came. I think it was Damn. Clinton in the 90s, yeah, came to Hazard. And I guess Clinton came, but he wasn't a sitting president then, but when he was, uh, in I guess, 2007, he came to
0: Moorhead. But well, he came back to Hazard, I thought, like, five or six years ago, remember?
1: Yeah, that is right, at the uh, forum. What was that for? I don't know. Yeah, he came, and I remember people were just like... Uh, he was walking through the crowd and i remember people were like you know they told all the vistas that were working that hey this is not political so you can't like go up and get pictures or autographs from the president that. everybody just like ah, I just they were gotta
0: like go. they were like this is not political so you can't assassinate bill clinton <laughs>
1: yeah as much as you want to assassinate the former president curb that instinct because we can't get political here cuz you're time. a vista
0: if you want to if you want to assassinate him just, you can quit he being got, a Vista. You got turning, turn in your Vista credentials.
1: <laughs>
0: no political activity under being a Vista. That includes assassinations. That includes assassinations <laughs> and attempts on any of the lives of presidents, both <laughs> past and, and present. That's a niche. I feel like that's a niche joke. Not everyone is going to get that, but the ones that do, will appreciate it. I was
1: watching, I was in my mom's hospital room and I was watching, uh, What's that John Sells movie about I was, I was listening to a podcast about it, and I pulled it up on YouTube. Is John Sells movie about the Vistas that have a reunion? Is it
0: the Sakaka Seven or something like that? I've never even heard of it. We have to watch it. John
1: Sells has a movie about Vistas that like all like kinda go on in life and like kinda lose their what? fervor for change and they get back together to find the fire. Well that's
0: insane. He has a Vista movie?
1: Yeah, he's got a Vista movie john
0: sales interesting i can't find it
1: how about like to have john sales
0: on the show he... so it's like uh, basically you just described to me the big chill the big chill but everyone's a vista
1: wait is it wait
0: hold on a second is it hold on a second what was it called um <clears throat> that's pretty fucking good
1: Oh no no no! I think it's Return, Return of, of the Secaucus Seven. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Return uh, of the
0: Secaucus Seven. Tell, read me the read me the plot synopsis. What Seven
1: baby boomers with ties to the anti-war movement of the sixties, which they were vistas in the movie though, get together for a weekend at the home of teachers Mike and Katie. And what should be a peaceful reunion, however, is rife with drama. Oh, no. Long-time couple Jeff and Mara are separating. Speechwriter Irene is self-conscious about her conservative boyfriend. And Francis has a flirtation with a local mechanic. Wow. He made that movie for $60,000 in 1980. That's insane.
0: I bet it's really good. I'm sure it's really good. Um, Yeah, Clinton, I guess yeah, Clinton came down here like six years ago or something. It's interesting that Joe Biden's coming. But, but, but to kind of like follow that farce, that thread of it being a farce just a little bit further, I mean, it is pretty ridiculous that, uh, for example, FEMA is probably the best example of how it seems like all of these institutions are are designed to just kind of waste your time and that's why it kind of feels like a prank it's like as i as i understand it and i probably got this wrong but there's so many rumors flying around it's hard for me to even know what's what Hmm. but people are saying to get fema money uh if you get it you have to then use it on a contractor i don't think they just give you money like you have to Hire a contractor with the money they give you. and, and Probably from a list that they provide. <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. I mean, there are FEMA trailers. Those are things. But they own those trailers, too, and at some point, they will want them back. You were telling me about a friend of <laughs> your
1: girlfriend's that, right, that lives in New Orleans that tried to buy a FEMA trailer because she had been living there for X amount of years.
0: Yeah, it was a friend of Ada's. They had, like lived in one and were trying to buy it off of FEMA because, you know, they lived in one after Ida and it basically became their house. And FEMA was like, no, we, we want that back. Uh... I don't know, the, just the fact that FEMA showed up like four days later, I thought, I don't know why I thought this, I thought FEMA was like boots on the ground shit. I thought like FEMA, they're ready to go right, yeah. right where the need is. I like, thought, yeah, I thought they showed up. If the up. Weather Channel
1: beats <laughs> FEMA there, you know it's fucked.
0: <laughs> I thought that, yeah, they showed up in like cute fucking crisis camo outfits or something. Especially like, after Katrina, with the debacle that was Katrina, you know, mm-hmm. I do, I do think it would be funny. I do think it would be. Fu- There's all those rumors about FEMA scams going around, and yeah. I do think it would be funny if FEMA probably started those.
1: <laughs> like the government is 100% <laughs> geared to like it's. It's kind of like the United States is kind of like the uh, 47 minute hold time. Of countries, <laughs> it's like all they do, all they do is just wait you out till you just give up. you give up, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why FEMA, like, all this shit, man, is geared at that. That's why, like, when you file your taxes, it's like playing a goddamn carnival game. Uh-huh. That's why, and yet they, yeah, and yet I'm kind of with the Republicans on this one, and yet they want to add Joe. brandon wants to add eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. I say no to new tax So they tax could turn men. us all upside down and shake every <laughs> fucking cent out of our pockets? I say no, sir. I say no to to any new tax men. No way. I'm getting on I'm getting on board with the tax movement. I didn't These even guys that I called Charlatans and whatever they were a hundred percent right. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the reasons they thought
0: though. <laughs> Uh-huh. Just because
1: it sucks for, like, money that uh, you could use or whatever it goes to just fucking uh, starting these, like, weird antagonisms in places like Ukraine and Taiwan. Uh-huh. <laughs> to try to bait the bigger protectorates into a global conflict. I don't understand, but whatever.
0: <laughs> the, um... Yeah, uh so FEMA... I thought that they would show up wearing, like, at least, at least, like, National Parks type uniforms.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They're- so you thought they were going to wear, like, <laughs> like brown Arby's hats and, like, green <laughs> short-sleeved shirt and green shorts and boots?
0: Something that would designate their role as, like, an emissary of the government. Like, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. Like, yeah. that kind of thing. Um. But no, I guess it's just guys in polos, like Ralph Lauren polos. <laughs> oh boy! But I I thought it would be fun. So there were the rumors about FEMA scammers going around. Honestly, I think Joe Biden, you know, like he's he's gonna have a hard time like fitting in, right? Like he's this is this is <laughs> nobody
1: this... knows. It's funny. Nobody's <laughs> like,
0: who is this guy? <laughs> This is Trump country. It's not, you know, it's not like Biden country. He's going to have to do something to, like, diffuse the situation, right? To just well, be like, to cut listen, the room a little bit. I have an idea.
1: You, you you jest about the FEMA guys, but I just put FEMA polo into eBay. Uh-huh. And we have myriad options and in colors, <laughs> including one that says FEMA disaster team. So... <laughs> <laughs> While probably unfounded, it would be kind of easy to run
0: a FEMA scam. <laughs> At a certain point, I was like freaking out. Like when the fuck is the cavalry coming? Like FEMA... And then they were like, well, there's some National Guardsmen here and there. And I, like, pointed that out on Twitter, and people got fucking pissed. They were like, the National Guard has rescued 500 people. And I was like, that's not what I'm fucking talking about. Like, also, let me see. Here's the thing about the National Guard,
1: though. I mean, like, is our memory short, they also murdered David McAtee. Yeah. And, like, caused absolute yeah. terror during the 2020
0: riots. I'm not going to fucking forget that. Like, fuck that. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good to be rescuing people. And right, stuff, yeah, but I'm like, not saying that. Like they should that's what they should do. Right. But that's not all they do. No, it's not that is exactly right. That's not all they yeah. do. But yeah, like going back to Biden, he's gonna have to like, you know, ingratiate himself in some way, kinda like um you know, like I said, cut the room a little bit, cut the tension. I think he should just get like a white t shirt and like get a Sharpie and write FEMA on it and then like <laughs> go to someone's house. <laughs> and pretend to be a fema scammer i think that could be like
1: (laughs) yeah that would actually be hilarious joe brandon
0: yeah people like sleepy joe he's got a sense of humor
1: wouldn't it be funny if in that same spirit that we were talking about earlier about some enemies become friends some friends become enemies during times like these our estimation of people raises What if like we see pictures of this and it's like Joe Biden just hugging and giving thumbs up to guys that say like Let's go (laughs) Brandon Let's go Brandon shirts up, Uh and then they just become buddies and it's just like. In some ways, that would almost be worse than the Trump train of 2020 in Eastern Kentucky. It would be If everybody funny. became
0: Biden guys. If everyone became Biden guys. And, like, <laughs> that's who swings the election for him in 2020. <laughs> it's, like, this fucking close, but East <laughs> yeah. Kentucky comes through. East Kentucky
1: comes through for Brandon.
0: <laughs> people, dude, people, I mean, people fucking talk about that shit, though. That's, like... I've literally heard multiple people talk about the liberal line that this happened because of who we voted for and all that stuff, yeah, and that's fucking depressing. It's like the the liberals' underestimation of people needs to
1: decline <laughs> because <laughs> I want. I wish. I wish Joe Biden was as effective as you
0: thought he was. <laughs> or that even Kentucky was as effective as it. I mean, I guess I guess it is I guess they say that because we have Mitch McConnell, but they'd be fucking saying it if it was Alabama or any other fucking state. Yeah. In the South. Yeah. Um but that is really fucking depressing. Um That just goes to show you that things from political discourse are being circulated out there and people are looking for political answers Mm -hmm. and they get that who the fuck you think they're going to be. I mean like obviously that's, that's why I really do think that the left should disassociate itself in any way possible from the Democrats because like you're during more like escalating crises as this happens more and more like the people impacted by that shit were mostly poor and working people. Are going to get answers from, you know, people, uh, liberals, and the answers they get are "fuck you." This is your fucking fault for voting for Mitch McConnell, uh, and you know what I'm saying. And so they—I like how they think that that God has a
1: natural disaster machine that he just just smites people because they didn't
0: vote a certain way. It is th- it is the same logic. Like they really do think that. I mean, I guess in their minds, I guess walking through this logic, in their minds, it's a gotcha thing. It's like, oh, you love Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump so much like that you voted for the people that make the policies that make climate change worse. And it's like, even if this fucking state voted for Biden, that would still be the case because there are states in this fucking country that do vote for Biden and we still have this happening. So clearly that's not the fucking problem.
1: Yeah, there are states that produce big oil that or whatever it is that's you know that's causing
0: the earth to warm. You know, the vote Democrats, for Democrats. They're just as fucking responsible and culpable for this as the Republicans. And right. I mean, I'm just as these crises happen more, I do think people will look for political answers and like, is it going to be, is it going to be a movement that I don't know is mostly online? Yeah. (laughs) So I (laughs) I don't know why I'm even fucking saying that. It's not like we're out on the streets as like a, like a militant force. Like it's just a couple of people in a ragtag mutual aid office, like handing shit out. It's like, it doesn't feel in any way that we're able to get out any kind of narrative That could add some coherence to this. Like, Mm. it's that's the thing, man. It's just people are fucking looking for answers. And, like, how do you get that out there and, like, in a way that is compelling and, like, uh, honors their experience and speaks to it and makes them want to join something worth fighting and probably dying for? Uh, If y'all, if y'all quit asking them their pronouns, maybe they would. Yeah, I don't think that's the issue. I like when people act like that's what it all turns on is the pronouns. <laughs> there are there are things about leftist spaces that I do think need like reexamination. Just in the just in the, <laughs> but like I don't think pronouns. You is think? One of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Shit. Dude, all right. Well, I don't know if any of that was coherent. Uh, I'm having a hard time talking and holding a conversation longer than an hour these days. And so I don't know if any of that was coherent, if it had any bit of wisdom or insight into it at all. Um, But, I mean, what are you going to... Every day is completely different. Like, I'm going to look back on this and it's going to be a blank space in my brain because so much has happened like that you can't process it all. But at the same time, I'm completely exhausted. So obviously, the, the hard drives aren't even operating properly in the first place. So, oh, dude,
1: yeah, same. Gonna,
0: what if Biden comes and he's like, yeah, I've got a
1: little experience in water? <laughs> <laughs> or he starts talking about being a lifeguard and <laughs> Scranton or whatever again about that guy, was that guy black guy Pop <laughs> peanut yeah.
0: or whatever it mm-hmm. was like we've heard this boo we've heard this one Joe he's playing the hit we need some fresh Brandon <laughs> <laughs> I would actually be fine with that if he did come here and play the hits. He tells that he tells popcorn that story like oh uh, if he tells yeah, yeah, right. about popcorn god that he would challenges a uh, he challenges a guy to a push up competition by calling him fat like we let's get classic let's get some of the classics cl-
1: just get some Biden clap god it's gonna be so good wait we have wherever he is like posted up to give a speech we have to go record it.
0: I don't know how the fuck he's going to handle it. It's so fucking hot and humid. Like, dude, it is so hot and humid. This guy will
1: melt, and he's he's coming off back-to-back COVID infections. What if Joe Brandon (laughs) collapsed and died at Whitesburg ARH (laughs) from heat exhaustion? It would just be awful. Sort of.
0: (laughs) I mean, it would be really, really fucking... Like, I don't even know if I can joke about can we even joke about this? I'm sure that the Secret Service has by now yeah, strike, strike plotted strike out that. within like a fifty mile radius of eastern Kentucky, like all the known subversives and shit. I I I Oh,
1: yeah, I made the mistake of making a joke about taking Joe Biden snipe hunting. That's a hell of a thing to explain to the Secret Service. Mm. It's like, well, actually, what it is is a cryptid whose name
0: is snipe. And you never <laughs> find it. And that's the joke. That's the like joke. You look like a fucking idiot.
1: And they're like, they're like,
0: hmm. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Guantanamo. <laughs> no, that's when you ha- it take them snipe hunting. Yeah, listen, guys. Listen, on, I will take you myself. <laughs> <laughs> And then
1: they just draw their (laughs) weapons on me. And it's like, no, it's a fake little bird you go call for. And then, like, five guys stand and laugh while the guy's going, snap, snap, (laughs) snap. I do still think it'd be hilarious if we got a picture of him. And I'm wearing a shirt that says, Buttweiser, king of rears. And you're wearing one that says, if you can read this, the bitch (laughs) fell
0: off. And then we get him to wear a let's go Brandon shirt in the middle. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. As long as I get to write FEMA on it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, you know, that that's no, you know, I'm trying to give everyone a longer leash. I've been trying to be easier on myself, and that means that to do that, I have to be easier on others. And so, you know, if Biden, if Joe Brandon wants to break bread, oh,
1: I am breaking bread with Joe Brandon if the opportunity presents, because it's content.
0: It it would be hilarious. Dude, you're right. You're right. And yeah. we're not going to change his mind about anything anyways because no one is because we're all on the fucking train heading towards, you know, the walled-in mountainside. So there like, are a know. lot of
1: things I would like to ask him.
0: Yeah. What would you ask him?
1: Well, most notably, what he thinks about Let's Go, Brandon.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you and think he would... I- I would also plane.
1: ask him if whatever medical condition caused him to mistake his uh, wife for <laughs> his sister, <laughs> or sister for his wife on the campaign trail. I wonder if
0: that's been rectified. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of things I would probably ask him. Um, I would ask him for the nuclear launch codes just to see if he if I could catch him, you know. And he and he starts and he's like B four two. Ah, you almost ah, got me. you almost
1: got me. You <laughs> <laughs> almost got me. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Damn. You you wouldn't ask him some, like, really smart, nerdy question? Like, uh, what are you going to say at the G12 in Sa- Saigon? Or, <laughs> I don't know, fucking, you know what I'm saying? like,
1: Oh, yeah, like some sort of just
0: wonky-ass fucking
1: land-your-dick question.
0: You wouldn't ask him to pay, pass a specific piece of... You get one audience with the most brain-dead president the United States has ever had. WYD. What do you do? What do you say? Actually, I'm not this, wasting
1: that asking him to pass the Stream Act.
0: <laughs> this is a great... You're not going to ask him to do that? I don't know. What would you ask him? um, Dude, I guess I would ask him... I would ask him... Um, I would probably ask him about maybe, like, the lost city of Atlantis. Like, I wonder what the government line is yeah. on that. And if, he, if we have any ambassadors there that we don't know about. I like the yeah. idea of the United States government having ambassadors to, like, alien societies and others. You know what I'm saying? That, like, yeah. they have to have diplomatic relationships with, but we don't know about it. It's like yeah. Men in Black, but if Men in Black was the West Wing. Yeah. I kind of like that idea.
1: What about asking him if he's got any updated thoughts on bathhouses and round-the-clock sex? <laughs> like it used to be. Uh-huh. I'd ask I him... Would out. Just, I, no, I know what I i just go through the hits and ask him what his thought process is. What was his process with each of them? Mm. Fat... Yeah, dog fa- ugly dog-faced pony soldier. You would? I would just go through, and be like, "What's up?" When I'd was ask last time about- you talked to Fat.
0: I'd ask him about his childhood in Scranton, probably. Yeah, that's probably what I would ask him about. Because I'm a down-home country gal, and I'm down to earth, which means I ask, I meet people where they're at. I would meet Joe Biden where he's at. Yeah, <laughs> and he sees me, and he's like. You're the first man who ever actually saw me for who I am. Yeah, you'd be like,
1: listen, when I look at you, I don't see the president. I see, I see little Joey from Scranton, and then y'all just become brothers after that. I, I go to Dairy Queen the next day and you and Joe Brandon sit there having, to, having, having, having ice a dilly cream.
0: bar together. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I hate to tell you this, but you're getting replaced on the show. I have a new best friend.
1: <laughs> Joe, I couldn't even be mad, honestly. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, you and yeah, you and uh, Joe Brandon during sundowning hours. <laughs> you stoned <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> Joe Brandon in a delirium. <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's dude. That's
0: yeah. We're gonna we're gonna rebuild our radio station here. We're gonna have a new radio show. S- sundowning hours Thursday <laughs> yeah, nights ten to twelve. Yeah. Oh shit, dude! This no, this would be good for the audience. It would be good like participation thing. Like, if you have a question you want us to ask Joe if he comes here,
1: if we get a chance, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this right now for the Patreon.
0: <laughs> I will record the answer to it on
1: my phone. If unless a uh, Secret Service person. Uh, takes it from me
0: true he might be he's going to be pulling it out and they're all going to like reach for their guns thinking he's reaching for a gun but he pulls it out slowly and it's a phone
1: I guess and I put- it's just a phone I just, want, <laughs> I just want the president on the record here if we get an audience with joe brandon what do you want us to ask him? what do you
0: want us to ask you and thank you we we'll long- ask
1: the best question but sound off in the comments there <laughs> But if we get an audience (laughs) with Joe Brandon, we're gonna pick the best (laughs) best question question (laughs) to ask him. (laughs) And that's what we're gonna do.
0: Uh huh. I'll I'll I can even yell it to him from the side of the road. The Secret Service would probably tackle me anyways, but there's no ill intent here. This is a genuine audience with the most powerful man in the world situation where we're going to meet him where he's at and yeah. ask him what you the common man there's no politics
1: there we're all just guys at that point you know <laughs> That's right. made Terry and Joe <laughs> we're all
0: just guys yeah Uh huh. so yeah no go, bringing this back full circle you now have a countdown it's like rabies you've been bit by the bug in this case being the what do you ask Joe Biden bug? Uh, so you have about 24 hours, probably less than that. Yeah. So you better get on it. By the time you hear this on the main feed, in fact, this will have already happened. <laughs> yeah, your question, yeah, you got about 24 hours, son. Your clock starts now. Yeah, but yeah. On the sound, if you're listening from the SoundCloud, yeah, this is a thing of the past and you missed out. And that's what you're missing out by not signing up at Patreon.com. P a t r e o n dot com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com.
1: You too, by proxy, could have had an audience with the most powerful man <laughs> in the world, but you snoozed <laughs> and kept your five dollars.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh. All right. Well, sign off in the comments. Thanks for listening and being patient with us, everybody. Uh, uh. It's been a really hard last. Ten days or so, and you know, but we're we're just smiling through the pain. It's like that song, "After laughter brings tears," <clears throat> but in this yeah. case, it was the opposite. Yeah, well, kind of. It was tears and then laughter and then more tears. April
1: showers bring May flowers.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that old saying. Really. That's not true anymore. It's, it's not uh, true anymore. July showers bring August floods. No, yeah, no, it's uh, July 1950, or July 1993, um, Black Diamond Strip Mine brings the lights on. uh, (laughs) But it also turns them off, too. It also turns them (laughs) off, too. In August 2022. Jesus, I don't even know where I was going with that. That's how fucking... Yeah, we, to, we
1: need to we get off this. Just
0: we're, we're this is sundowning hours now. Sundowning hours now. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go to Patreon and support us, please. We appreciate all your help and support. We also appreciate all your help and support for flood relief. If you know someone who has like a one of those massive industrial like mud suckers, that's a a big truck that you can pull up somewhere. Pull out that big hose tube and then just suck up all that fucking mud. I would like Is that like what you see people cleaning out like Porta John's with? I think so. I think yeah. yes, I think that's exactly what it is. Something similar to that. Something yeah. like that would be very there's like there's a specific needs that Like fall between certain. I'm like, I guess I could go buy like 30 shop vacs. There is so much fucking mud and debris though that like, I if I like just one shop vac, I'd probably have to dump it out every 10 minutes or so. Probably even less than that. Uh, And I'm not even really doing a lot of cleaning, but I suspect there will be in the near future. And I know people do need that, and I might be able to coordinate it if you have a hookup there. Like, that's a request that I don't even know how to ask. Uh, Whitesburg also needs someone to pick up trash. The whole town. The whole town is soliciting. We we managed to get at least five or six different police departments in Whitesburg from around the region, and perhaps, I think by my count, about 20 police cruisers in a town of 2,000 people. I th- but I think there's even more than that. I think there's maybe like 25 or so. But we can't seem to find... Any fucking tr- trucks for trash pickup. Uh, so,
1: you know, it, maybe what we could do is, you know, before it gets too cold, maybe in a couple of weeks when things calm down a little bit, maybe we can have us like a barbecue slash trash pickup day. Yeah. Get back to being environmentalists <laughs> like we used to, you know?
0: We could do that. Um, maybe I'm, solicit some help from our generous listeners. I there. think it might, I think the help is out there. I've just got to tap into it. I've got to find it. Yeah. Um, there's stuff like that. There's also stuff like massive industrial dehumidifiers. All that shit is really fucking expensive. And maybe we could like raise individual GoFundMes or stuff as the need arises. Or I can just solicit it like, hey, this weekend we're going to do this. Would you want to chip in? But, I mean, it's really... Or if it's, you just have it. <laughs> or if you just have it or know, and know someone that can either loan it out, operate it for us. Or if you donate, can steal it from a warehouse. Or yeah. if you can steal it from a warehouse. <laughs> um, this is Righteous Gangsterismo, by the way. You know? Yeah. Don't don't forget <laughs> about that. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not just a simple thing of, like, how, where can we pitch in and send supplies to. The supply issue right now is, like, some of these distribution centers are so... Like, there's, like, traffic jams and shit happening outside of them. Like, this weekend, so many fucking people drove in from out of town. Um, And there's all these, like, church groups here and stuff, too. There's no coordination to any of it. I'm not gonna... It's, like, it it changes from place to place. So, like, the supplies are necessary and good, but because there's no coordination or logistical... Uh, kind of like foresight or analysis or any of that it's not really getting to the places it needs to go I'm you know trying to figure out how to do that and others we've been trying to figure out how to do that but it's just it's just chaos and I feel like what we've been doing kind of some days feels like a drop in the bucket because like you see that stuff and then like everything is completely destroyed but um, but you know everybody's just doing the best they can it's fucking really it's just unlike anything i've ever seen or experienced and you just wake up and you do it all over again and it just is a never-ending like a mental paradigm right but (laughs) i don't know anyways there's there's ways to help out uh just be on the lookout i guess on my twitter and shit on the trailbillies twitter uh that at Pikeville Pride and at EKY Mutual Aid, both of those accounts have a lot of good information. Like, I mean, literally, like locational information, like locations that need certain supplies and stuff. So, if you are bringing stuff, that's good to check those out because they can kind of coordinate that stuff or at least respond to when people are making calls and stuff, calls for specific requests. So, um, Anyways, thanks for being patient with us. Thanks for listening. Go check out the Patreon. Um, once again, don't know what the episode schedule is going to be anytime soon, but we'll figure it out. Until then, till next time. Thanks again, everybody. All right. Peace out.